0: Hello, and welcome to NoCBA Cast, a grand strategy podcast. I'm hosting today, Rose, and currently we have Loras here.
1: Hello, it's been, I'm here.
0: And Lambert got sucked into a temporary wormhole, but he will be back momentarily, so don't worry. We will get to hear him <laughs> for the first time in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think we should Hold off just a half 2nd and talking about Opium Worms in Victoria 3 with Lambert. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. I hope the audience don't mind. Well, will edit this out, obviously, but you can. we could speak for a few minutes
0: mm-hmm. because
1: we just started the podcast. So.
0: Yeah. We do apologize if you are watching on uh, Spotify because we do have a slight issue where two of the episodes are the same. I did update it on SoundCloud, but the audio did not update across the board. On the other sites which is supposed to we'll have to figure that out it uh yeah yeah it did not update on stitcher or spotify and i'm guessing it didn't update on itunes either and apologies for whatever loris is eating there
1: (laughs) oh sorry
0: (laughs) if he actually edits this audio and it goes out to you know our our normal
1: completely raw I'll just keep all this then. In. in fact, like, everything else apart from me eating like a really <laughs> crunchy wotsit every once in a while. That's it.
0: Yes, Lambert is visiting an opium opium den. He travelled back about 150, 200 years in the past just to get check opium one dens out. These days.
1: Huh? You still get opium dens these days, but it's like a classy crack den basically, an opium den. You still get them I in mean, like India and stuff.
0: Oh. Um... These to, days, uh, much bars.
1: like the modern world, standards have slipped somewhat, and now the modern opium den is, is, is mostly got cardboard on the floor, <laughs> and there's no like I don't know, um, beautiful woman massaging your feet as you take your opium. Now it's normally like a cracked out,
0: they lay down, <laughs>
1: man, sniffing your hair. Like
0: it's funny. Like what I first heard about opium dens was reading the Tintin comics oh really yeah there's one point where he it's in like china and he chases someone or he goes into an opium den pretends to be a customer to like chase someone down or something and i was like what are they doing i think it was like 11 reading the comic Mm -hmm. and my dad had to be like oh they're smoking a drug that's very bad for you but they did that back then and then, of course, <laughs> in like high school, I learned about the opium wars and stuff, so it, it finally started to clear. You learned about
1: Opium Wars high school? That's pretty good.
0: Um, I learned because we had sophomore year, because I was in the uh, AP and IB classes, sophomore mm. year we focused on European history. It was all post-Renaissance. Oh, and we okay. We went up to about the beginning of World War I, thereabouts.
1: Damn, you covered more of Victorian era than we did. It's
0: so weird. the Opium Wars came up just because. Well, we were focusing on Europe, but you can't really talk about the British Empire without talking about the no, Opium kind Wars. Of
1: a, it's just, the first thing.
0: Yeah, it it just doesn't <laughs> happen. Not the first thing, and Dogberry, we could totally do a No CB mukbang.
1: Yeah, don't want to see that. We could sit here but and you have to like
0: slurp ramen noodles and crunch <laughs> down on chips. I can't promise to eat very much at one time right now. I'm having, like, four or five small meals a day. <laughs> my <laughs> stomach is getting so smushed. Oh, though baby is okay. I had my doctor's appointment this morning. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, she's already turned. Her head is down. Her feet are up. Not that it matters because I'm having a C-section, but it's good to know she's doing what she's supposed to
1: yeah and acrobatics too right yes so, there you go, oh good
0: lord she is so much more active than the rosebud ever was <laughs> like oh <sighs> he he was mostly active when i went to bed as soon as i lay down try and fall asleep he would start dancing she does it all day long <laughs> as long as i'm not walking around she's moving pretty much Maybe it's just because the way she's laying, but at least she's not doing leg presses on my ribcage like he was. That that sucked. Like, have you ever felt like uh, like you run into something or someone hugs you too tight and it's pushing on your ribs and you can't breathe a little bit?
1: Um, no, no. <laughs> I don't know what that feels like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, anyone listening, if you've ever had you know someone give you a hug and they squeeze you too tight just to like be a joke or. Who knows? Whatever. Um, but picture that from the inside, and instead of pushing oh. your ribs in, they're pushing your ribs out. It this wasn't a pleasant feeling. I don't miss that. I'm glad she's not doing that. <laughs>
1: no, I imagine it. It sounds like you're exploding. Actually,
0: <laughs> it felt like it. It was so it was so painful by the end because he was I don't what centimeters for this. I don't know twenty one and a quarter inches, which is. How
1: much is that in centimeters?
0: Twenty-one and a quarter. To let's see. Google tells me that's fifty basically fifty-four centimeters. Hmm. That's that's how long he was. And so by the end when he was doing those leg presses, I didn't even realize I had started labor because the his leg presses were so painful. I couldn't even feel the contractions. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs>
1: Yeah. And he came out and he had massive muscular legs. <laughs> and he I... jumped from room to room.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was a pretty chunky baby. He, he he did not look like a newborn. Cuz you usually see newborns and for like the first week or two, they kind of look kind of I wouldn't say scrawny might be the word. Lanky, mm. no matter their size. He wasn't. Chunky yeah. <laughs> baby. Yes. Hey, hey, Lambert's back. back. He's
2: He's returned from
0: his uh, opium (laughs) den in the past.
2: I mean, I'm not sure that's probably the biggest, you know, not the most appropriate, like, joke to tell, (laughs) right? (laughs) No, you
0: time-traveled back 150 years to an opium den just to do some research on this dev diary.
2: Oh, yeah. To to first understand the opium wars, first you've got to (laughs) be... You know, you just got to get addicted to, to so you know it, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 you, <laughs> you you need you need that first hand experience. Otherwise, like, what are you gonna do? You you never know what it's like.
0: Of course, of course. Mm. Apparently, Loris doesn't run or hug.
1: No, Correct. no, I, I not not today,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I um, hug
1: a lot. But well, you know, we were talking about being hugged too. Tightly, I'm the one who types too tightly.
0: Ah, uh, so you're the one, one enforcing that I am people. the danger.
2: I am the danger. <laughs> 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 oh
0: lordy. <laughs> Alright, so.
2: I'm the one who knocks for that hook. <laughs> uh...
0: <laughs> Alright. So.
1: Alright, I saw it properly. I'll just make a note of this in my head, but this is <laughs> cut the... everything before now. Oh, Let's my... do this.
0: Welcome to Sububy. Yes. Super B. Welcome to NoCB, a grand strategy podcast. I'm your host, Enigmatic Rose. We also have Laura's here today. Hello. And Lord Lambert.
2: Hello. I always said Lambert. Father, Lambert. <laughs> <laughs> Father Lambert. I mean, it wouldn't be wrong, but it also a little
1: bit creepy. And also, you're literally the only farmer. Father, farmer. Farm. God, I haven't talked this morning. Father. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A farmer and a farmer. I'm and definitely a farmer. not a farmer. <laughs> no. Are.
0: Um, but it's oh yes, it's April sixth, twenty twenty-two. Mm. Good old times. Yes. Yeah. So Lambert, you want to tell us a little bit about the opium crisis?
2: Yeah. Um, England. sorry, Britain uh, did nothing wrong. Clearly. Uh, moving on. Uh huh. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: I-, I don't feel like that's the whole story there.
2: <laughs> All right. So. The issue was, um, Britain had a whole lot of opium farms in India and tons of it. And we thought the Chinese might like some of it because it's just, it's such a wholesome good. Um, uh, but no, more, <laughs> uh, basically China did, and Britain were trading, but China had this kind of, A a culture of superiority maybe one could call it where they thought that every single thing that China needed could be found in China Um, so there was a huge trade deficit and Britain was losing quite a lot of money because instead of trading goods for goods and then selling those goods for money they would have to pay money to get the goods Um, so Britain was always searching for some way to get that trade balance back to being goods for goods. And, well, we settled on opium, uh, which the Chinese didn't quite like because it...
1: Well, first there was a disastrous trade expedition to, to see the emperor, which involved... Uh, basically anyone who goes to see the emperor is, is just assumed to give tribute. tribute. Um, and you have to do a kowtow. I remember the British delegation refused to kowtow, saying, I'm going to go to kowtow to my king. Mm. King George, and um, so it involved uh, King George being um, put as a picture behind the Chinese Emperor and then the ambassador bowing to the picture behind the the Emperor. And then the Emperor said uh, like a fantastic thing where he was like, I have no interest in your wares or trinkets. China has everything. Basically, yeah, yeah. We just don't want to have your your your. Basically, what we're saying is like tourist shop tat in <laughs> China. Thank <laughs> you very much.
0: <laughs> no embroidered cushions, please. We can do yeah, that exactly. Ourselves.
2: <laughs> a lot, a lot of cloth back then is what Britain was was manufacturing. A hell of a lot of cloth.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There's also like little things, like uh, a tiny little steam engine, and and like a and a. Uh, Like a hot air balloon, which was like a bit of a marvel, but like when the emperor saw it, it was like, "Well, that's ingenious," but it's just like like a it's like a trick you'd see in the market, you know?
0: Yeah, it's not something you are using every day. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't really until I guess about the Civil War, maybe the Napoleonic Wars used it some for observation balloons. Uh Yeah, I thought. I forgot it was, when really? that was first used. I think I know it was used by the Civil War in the U.S. I don't
2: remember hearing about it being used in the Napoleonic Wars. I might be wrong, but it's not something I've seen come up.
1: When was Cossacks based? The, the Cossacks
2: were in the Napoleonic
1: Wars. In that video
0: game.
1: Oh, oh yes. fuck, fine. I don't know. Um... You build a hot air balloon. <laughs> Um, and it reveals the map So <laughs> Eight- all I know
0: 1849, Austrian Imperial Forces besieging Venice attempted to Float some 200 paper hot air Balloons, each carrying a 24 To 30 pound bomb that was set to be Dropped from the balloon with a time fuse over The besieged city
2: That's for bombing um, It would be that earlier was the first than that aggressive,
0: for... Yeah um, It was definitely The civil war in the US so
2: every observation balloons in the Battle of Fleury in 1749. Oh, the French military use of the balloon did not continue uninterrupted. 1789, Napoleon disbanded the French balloon corps. There we go. That's why, because he used it against <laughs> Italy, but then thought meh, and then didn't use it again. <laughs>
1: okay. it nah, is. Hey, hope you have uh. So.
2: so
0: one thing I think is interesting here is while the opium crisis seems to be, you know, set around China, as
1: mm-hmm.
0: it was historically, I believe it was mentioned in here that it could happen in other nations, too.
2: Ah, that would be interesting. I wonder who who would you really be able to do that with? I suppose um, Japan's kind of in their isolationist Period. You could probably yeah. try and get some uh, treaty ports from Japan to, to you know, push some opium in their country as well.
1: well I guess has, that could probably work. That's not like, so it has to be a yes. Have, have a primary culture uh, to have an opium obsession, right? So, so <clears throat> like, I assume pops can't develop an obsession if we don't have access to this stuff. So the Japanese just don't have access to opium, right? I assume.
2: Well, I mean, even even with China, before Britain brought opium into the country, the Chinese had access to opium. Oh, yeah. Just not as much way. and not as yeah. cheaply.
3: Yeah, seems...
0: And
2: I'd assume the same would be true for Japan as well. But it's that's an sh- assumption.
0: King, queen, king that China, China, China begins in the midst of this crisis, but it is also possible for other unrecognized countries to experience this content if the in-game conditions are appropriate. Mm-hmm. So no idea what well, those conditions uh, are, but I'm sure you could make it happen.
1: Well, no, it says the condition to ending it is your primary pop is um, not not obsessed with opium anymore. Uh, so uh, that makes sense. Um, I, I guess like areas that are more likely have uh, Nepalese a lot of opium pop. Yeah, uh, Siam. Too. Well, opium in Siam.
0: Well, unrecognized. It's them. I-
2: them Tibetan Germany. monks, really. <laughs> Better monks love themselves getting high on opium. I'm not going to lie. It keeps
0: yeah. you warm through the winter. <laughs>
2: it does. Yeah, I mean, is, it isn't there like an opium crisis in the States at the moment? There is, yeah. I, ke- I keep it's... hearing about that.
0: Yeah, it's usually tied to prescription drugs. Part- There's a certain amount of opium in part... opium crisis
1: in the UK, by Victoria.
0: Yeah. A great part of the problem is because of the way the pharmaceutical uh, companies work here in the States. You know they encourage doctors to give medications, and then people get uh, hooked on the, said drugs, even when they don't need them so much for pain anymore, or they get put on too high of a dose, and uh, and then people end up stealing them from other people, and yeah, it's it's a big complicated mess.
2: The rotten cycle.
0: Yeah but it's not great britain doing it to us
2: yeah <laughs> no we'll, we'll just we'll just have the treaty port of uh, i don't know rhode island or something
0: <laughs> i mean if you want rhode island sure you can have new jersey would you like north new jersey nah, no we're,
2: no we we specified rhode island okay. we, don't, we don't want new jersey can fuck off we've heard enough stories about that place
0: <laughs> i mean it is one of the biggest port areas on the east coast but it you you don't want to drive in north new jersey Oh, you don't want to live in North New Jersey. Hmm. Yes, as Doug Ray says, please take New Jersey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nope, you can keep that one. You can also keep Florida.
0: New Jersey does have a really nice IKEA, though. There's two IKEA's, three IKEA's. I don't know, there's several IKEA's.
2: I, I live across a little bit of water from Sweden. I, I'm not sure I need uh, an American IKEA, not going to lie.
0: <laughs> That's true. But from what I am, from my experience at an uh, an Ikea in America and Ikea in Korea, because of course I've not been to one in Sweden. They were the exact same, and the food yeah. was the exact same, so I'm s- assuming it would be similar in a Swedish one, though the food might be a little better. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Just because you have Swedish chefs. Um, <laughs> Zaho plays, we will pay them to take South Florida. Let's leave the panhandle. Gorgeous beaches, mm. not crazy crowded.
2: Nah. nah I, think, I think we're good, actually. You'd have the mouse. I yeah, I think we're good.
0: You don't want the mouse?
2: No. Very <laughs> much no. <laughs>
0: All right. So... The mouse
2: is evil. <laughs> Clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like about this um, opium crisis thingamabob uh, in Vicky is it's using the journal entry system, which I think like obviously we've we've seen before that I you know the ottomans have the old man of europe or the sick man of europe um uh, as their like journal entry crisis thing and i it, it, when we saw that at first it looked like a really powerful and a uh, system with a lot of potential and it looks like you know this is another one of those um systems that is being linked in with it and yeah i'm just excited to see what more can be added to the journal entry system? This dev diary kind of feels like a kind of an addendum to the journal entries dev diary, if I'm being honest. It's because it, it is just,
1: this yeah. is an event that is using this system. Yeah, yeah. And here's well, how this works. I think, I think China's got like it particularly heavy, and it, it makes sense because, um, you know, some of the stuff in China and and, and to a lesser extent in Japan, too, um the stuff that happened during this period um, would be very hard to model in the in a sort of unified, like, like <laughs> way. Um, how do you model the typing without it? You're not going to have a load of Chinese uh, Christians and a brother of Jesus um, fighting. You'd have to model that for an event. It's, it's just not going to happen otherwise. Um, yeah. You know. How do you model, um, like, uh, like I don't know. I could think of a way where you could model uh, the problem with. And opium, you know, but um you know, this seems like a healthy way of doing it rather than like, you know, if you're if your pops are having a lot of opium, what happened is like obviously all well, the soldiers are not gonna fight properly and the bureaucrats are not gonna do well. You know, so it's it's um, gonna be a lot of uh, impoverishment a lot of death. Here we are, you got it through a modifier.
0: Mm-hmm, people yep. spending their money on drugs instead of uh food. Mm-hmm. Um
1: so you know. Twenty-five offense, twenty-five defense, lower standard of living, uh, and mortality. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and then also all the stuff that's happening in China later too, um, which you know involves finally the, the complete dissolution of of uh, of empire of uh, Chinese empire, which I think happens in the replies. It's got a really great picture of of the Chinese explosion, basically. Ming Explosion yeah, yeah. Part
0: 3.
2: <laughs> Victorian Edition.
0: What is a PDX game without a Ming Explosion? Two.
2: Oh, wait. Well, this one, I guess, is a Ching Explosion. Ching Explosion, exactly. Yeah. But, I don't know. So it's China Exploding. It's just, it's a staple, right? It you has, can't really yeah, get away yeah. from it.
1: No. And this is obviously done through like uh, console commands, but you know, a console command. Which, maybe, Unless I. Uh, it, it obviously has russia hasn't like conquered Vladivostok or like east india company it has not expanded since the start date the Kazakhs still exist, they're not part of russia mm-hmm. um so unless the air has been turned off and this has all been rushed through like i think this is just done for event like we to a console event. Uh,
0: we do have the question down here this stuff looks great how will the american bro- prohibition work with the system and i it hope it's be... the same it's, yes, it's a, they say we use a cultural obsession with liquor as a trigger
2: Okay, that makes sense. I mean, look, the, see what we've got here is the Chinese cultural obsession with opium, the Americans' cultural obsession with liquor, the Brits—we're fucking great. We've just got a cultural <laughs> obsession with tea, which is still <laughs> to this day absolutely acceptable.
1: Yeah. true.
0: Mm, what about that cultural obsession with gin that happened back in like the 1700s? Yeah, we don't
1: what, talk about gin. That. Line? It's before it's, yeah, be, it's yeah. before this time period, so we don't
2: uh-huh. care.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> we also it was. God, there's um, God, there's a lot of actually really bad things in this era, actually around drugs, um, uh, especially yeah. laudanum. God, really bad.
0: That was Huge bad in the, in the UK. There was but, also yeah. uh, the cultural obsession with the brothels, the hidden brothels and stuff, the child yeah. prostitutes. Yes. Um, yeah.
1: In fact, well, that was a, London that was, a new... was
0: not a safe place to be.
1: <laughs> that was a universal thing. In fact, it was it was it was a big problem. well, you know. Oh god, what was this? Is it... oh god, what was the name of the, the, the guy who basically stopped that? Um, God. Well, admit, I'd yeah. never even heard of this thing in general, so... Yeah, I yeah. I thought there a big problem with, like, pedos in, in Europe and the Victorian era and basically yeah, well, it became well, part of a public knowledge, because most people didn't know well, think of the, about it.
0: part of it became like, all the excess of the, seven, at least in the UK, all the excess of the 1700s and the Regency period and stuff, that when Victoria took the throne and made things neater and tidier, people who still wanted that excessive, uh, dangerous sort of lifestyle went underground, and it still happened. It was just not talked about, and so it was almost became worse than it had been. Yeah. In some ways. Filthy. Yeah.
1: Well, I think there's a certain amount of, like, just meter respectability in what we've got reported, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's like the, uh, the liquor obsession part of it happened because before, you know, people drank beer all the time, but it was like homemade beer that was like 2%, 3% alcohol. And then they started getting access to stronger stuff, and people still drank it like they had drunk the weak beer. And that's when you got problems. Yeah. You can't drink scotch like you drink uh, a Smirnoff, a malted beverage or whatever. Like, it just... It does different stuff to you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't drink liquor at all. Um, not my thing. It's it's it was sort of a political thing, too. So like, gin is kind of associated with the...
3: The poor...
0: Uh... Because gin yeah. was just basically alcohol with, like, spices and stuff seasoned to it, so...
1: Not only about this, is, this is a period after the Great Restoration. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so Restoration and,
0: uh, But people uh, were drinking it's... gin like they drank beer. Yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't Almost quite work.
1: Like, patriotic in a way to drink gin.
0: It's what I really weird. want right now is a glass of wine. And I can't have mm. one. It's very sad. <laughs> oh well
1: yeah I, I hope we see more of these from like different um, I mean I don't mind this actually I mean I think when the game was first launched and the, and the uh, uh, what's it called it was it was described like um, almost everything in the game happened because of interest groups and, and everything had a sort of natural progression like the American Civil War with slavery had like plantation owners that didn't want to stop slavery and kick up if you stop slavery etc etc you...
0: Hmm. you know Wait, what miss... I just realised what's that? look at Korea <laughs> look what Korea's called Joseon actually... it's actually properly called Joseon and not Korea
2: I think it's called Joseon in, in Viki 2 isn't it?
0: I don't know about Vicky 2 but know, I'm pretty sure it's called Korea in uh, EU4
1: yeah, it
2: is. Oh, totally
0: yeah, right. yeah. So
1: it's definitely what Korean is yeah. Yeah.
0: And this is properly what it was. was called Joseon. It wasn't called Korea until much later. ah,
1: cool.
2: Which was
0: actually based on Goryeo from the Three Kingdoms period. The name. Nice. But yeah, that's
2: cool. Oh, no. It's called Korea. Never mind.
0: It's called Korea, Vicky,
2: too? Oh, wait. No, but I've got another one here called Kingdom of Joseon.
1: So I don't. I, I, think, I think in modded Vicky lots of different mods, like HFM and stuff there. Joseon.
0: Yeah, because Joseon would be the poli- would be the correct term at that time period. There was no Korea. Yeah. Okay. Um, and even if you went by the local names, it would have been uh, a or Korean people, what they call themselves. Yeah. Oversimplified history concept. Rum caused the American Revolution. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's like so. For like the American Revolution, I hope was like some for these events. Uh, there's lots of different events in in like the victorian period but it doesn't quite fit into the framework of it happening naturally like i don't know how you could do the meiji restoration or i don't know how you could do the i don't know um, east india um uh, like sepoy rebellion and then you know follow up with you know the establishment of a ranch how would you do that naturally with just focus groups
0: right Um, guess we'll just have to do events
1: yeah exactly right Mm -hmm. Um, so you know that's what these these journals are essentially Yep. just events
0: (laughs) so speaking of events we don't actually have a teaser from Martin this week instead on April 14th he is starting a screenshot heavy AAR on the Vicky3 discord so you haven't
2: voted in it yet
0: no, this is the this is our account, our CB account. No, I haven't voted with our CB account because I was going to discuss it with us here. Oh, All yeah. right. and
2: then and then chat can decide what to vote for. Yes. <laughs> I yeah. no, I, the I more think
0: the that's...
2: more bits you donate, the that's bigger honest. your vote is. It's clearly uh, how Twitter okay. polls work. Uh, I see,
0: I see. All right. So the choices are Netherlands, Mexico, Ottomans, and Siam. So where should we cast our vote?
2: Well, let's talk about let's... each each nation and their situation in 1836. Yeah, well, yeah. The, the Netherlands would start with a lot of um, desire to regain the Belgian territory yeah, that yeah. they've recently lost. lost yeah. um, but to do that, you would have to go up against Britain, who's guaranteeing their independence.
1: Well, it guarantees a thing in Vicky, I'm
2: not yeah. quite sure, because it, it's all done through this uh, thing, yeah. is, isn't it? I imagine Britain would jump in if you started a diplomatic play to gain Belgium back. Yeah, yeah. Um, But another thing that the Netherlands has going for it is incredibly wealthy colonies in uh, Indonesia. Um, I know in Victoria 2, they had two of the most valuable colonies in the world um, in East Java, because it had Mm. just absolute gargantuan amounts of sulfur which you need for ammunition and and gunpowder and all that kind of good stuff um the netherlands is one of those countries that is you know you're sandwiched between really strong france and really strong emergent prussia but you can be really holding your own uh economically um in your own little state especially if you know you manage to snag back you don't um, need that territory. Elsham.
0: You don't need all that territory in Europe. You've got territory elsewhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah. But I think it was a famous is it World War One or Two poster, which is uh, the Netherlands is not a small country with like um, basically Indonesia and plinted over it. Saying, "Yeah, look, Netherlands is not small. look how much colonial land you've got." <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> that was a mindset back then. It's pretty good. Um, um, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's, it's good because you get what two options basically. You can have a go. Belgian possibly.
0: And then oh. for Mexico, they're sitting down there, lots of con- potential contention with the US, we got Texas being on a, a hot subject. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Um... They don't have too much control over their northern provinces, which is why it's, like, e- even before the war, a lot of the northern territories were sort of shifting into America's sphere of influence. Well, um, they didn't but... have the
0: people there. Yeah
2: exactly Um, You could have a pretty interesting Run trying to Regain control of the north Keeping Texas um, Mm -hmm. Defeating um, The USA is Something you'd probably want to do Mm -hmm. As Mexico
0: Holding on to uh, California Yeah All All that west coast Stuff that was lost Eventually,
1: exactly. Uh, but more, more importantly, having a monarchy, getting the Empire of Mexico going. Yeah, very important.
0: But you don't want to go <laughs> through the 12, 12, diff- 12 dozen different Ferdinands, I think they went through. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, also, there's like, there's going to be a period <laughs> of time when the French people. come over. Yeah, you just got to kick their ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: just
0: watch out for Napoleon
1: to... III. He's, he's a tricky one.
0: One part of my uh high school history education, we focused on South America and Central America. Mm. And when it came to Mexican history, Ooh. all I can remember is that there was a bunch of different Ferdinands. That was it. Like I could yeah. not keep I... them straight because they maybe if I've been Plus... learning about them since like elementary school, but
1: Speaking of journal stuff too, going back to that and Central America, the Central American Republic's a thing, I presume. Over game stuff. And the dissolution of that was a pretty big deal so you know guatemala honduras the sao paulo and the other one um <laughs> but, you know the other one god what was the other one honduras sao paulo costa rica costa rica did i say costa rica before i don't know god anyway so that's the thing with mexico your southern neighbours. Nicaragua, apart. you didn't Nicaragua, say. Nicaragua yes. I didn't. I say Panama. Uh, no Panama uh, that's not that wasn't part of Central America Probably. Um, but I don't know when Panama became independent.
0: And um, Alright, well we also have the Ottomans here but, who yeah, are they're
1: falling apart,
0: basically yeah, if they're... you take, if you Yeah. They're on the end of oh, no, their yeah, the, and the Ottomans are on the end of their uh, leg, end of their rope. Yeah, they're close You've got that Egypt. journal
2: entry trying to bring it back from the brink, while the Balkans try to rebel against you, and you lose those. You'll end up having the uh, what's the war with Egypt called? The... the Oriental Crisis. Oriental Crisis. That's the one. Um, having that crisis with the uh, with Egypt, uh, the loss of Iraq. Um, there's a lot going on for the Ottomans. It's, it is crumbling. Um, the Italians are probably going to unify and take off some of your territory there as well. Like you, you've got your hands full. You've got a lot of resources, but very little ability to tap into those resources uh, yeah. because the tax policy is just garbage. Um, so bringing them back from the brink could be very interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say so. And
0: then our last one is Siam, which. I honestly don't know so much about in
1: 1836.
2: Siam uh,
0: became I? Thailand, if people do not realize. So.
1: Yeah, I don't know much about it.
0: I know I more about think. their modern or yeah. the Anna and the King era, which came towards the second half of the 1800s.
1: Yeah, Siam um, didn't get colonized. Mm, apart from that, you know. <laughs>
0: The King and I for Siam or Anna and the King or whatever you want to call it was later 1800s and you can tell even just looking at the movie from their clothes the women's clothes with the giant hooped skirts those were popular in like the uh, 50s to 70s depending on the size 1850s to 70s Hmm. The antebellum look is what we tend to think of it here in the States because it was really popular in the South Oh, okay. I not know about it. If you ever watched *Gone with the Wind*, they wear the no, same never, style of dresses. Never. A cinematic masterpiece with a lot of questionable bits, <laughs> but still a cinematic masterpiece. most old
2: films. Yeah, yes. sort of the and, uh... Honestly, that's that's it's still pretty modern films. Still have that issue, to be mm-hmm. honest. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it just doesn't change very fast. <laughs> so. Personally, out of those four, I would have gone for Netherlands or Ottomans. I think those sound the most interesting. I
0: don't yeah. honestly think Ottomans, just seeing Martin try and pull that back. Yeah. Rescue them.
1: Yeah. I mean, if it... What I'm most interested in seeing in Victoria's internal politics, I'd probably go with Mexico, to be honest, because it is the one that has the most um, fiery internal politics.
0: Mm, lots of war options
1: well not not so much of war options I, I'm just more interested in like what goes on inside countries in Vicky um, so probably probably Mexico to see like how you know military strongmen influence it which oh. is obviously a big thing in Mexico
0: Here we go, we God, if Liana so, was what?
2: still with us she would have chosen Siam
0: <laughs> we have blaze yeah. in chat saying Siam was convincing the French and the British that they should be an independent buffer state against their colonies and then mm-hmm. they modernize. Which is why we get the whole Anne and the King is that he brought in an English tutor to help try and modernize the education of his kids. Um, honestly, I, I have a feeling Sam probably has the least amount of votes. I do too. But I feel like it would probably be one of the most interesting choices right there. Just because yeah. you are... Because Sam no one knows P- it. Yeah, no one knows it. Yeah. And you're taking a nation that is behind a lot of the other the other three options here, um, technologically, possibly socially, depending on how you want to judge or view things. Um, but you could do a lot with that.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm.
2: <laughs> uh, the, de- the decolonization <laughs> of um, Far East Asia is okay. that what that's the region? Yeah. The decolonization of Far East Asia fighting the British and the uh, the French. Although, let's be honest, it's Vicky3. How much fighting are you really going to do?
0: Well, um, there yeah, is also,
2: a
1: poll I don't up... want there to be much decolonization.
0: There is a poll historically up in Twitch what happened for when another minute. People were
1: decolonizing minute. the Far East. It was Japan. And they were not decolonizing the Far East. They were making Japan remain colonizing <laughs> for Far East <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, real
2: Honestly,
0: quick, guys. There's the poll has about another minute left. And... You can use bits or channel points to cast more votes if you have a oh, very strong opinion on which nation we put our vote behind. I don't mm. expect anyone to do bits. But the option is there just because that's what clicked on when I did channel points, too.
1: Yeah.
0: So, we shall have to see what everybody wants. Um, so, I would pick Siam. Lambert, if it was Ottomans or Netherlands, which one would you throw behind?
2: Uh probably Netherlands.
0: Netherlands? Mm. And then Laura, you said Mexico.
1: I'd say Mexico. <laughs> um Netherlands also a pretty good
0: one. Uh-huh. I think yeah. they'd all be good. Like I, I Martin didn't pick a single bad one here. No, nah, no. Um Agamideh apparently tried to rig our vote to say
1: fourteen
0: forty four. Oh rude. <laughs> 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 That's fair oh all right and all right. there we go view results
2: oh god damn, there was a, oh, a it was a tie
0: a netherlands or siam
1: go netherlands go on
0: wow lord oh, lambert put it, put it on... lord lambert contributed 4200 points
2: yeah did you?
0: <laughs> oh, oh that my would i uh, that would
2: show up i've, I've been caught balls. <laughs>
0: uh, Agmodee committed 200.
2: <laughs> oh. Put
1: it on Siam, then. Uh, put it on Siam, yeah, go on. All right, let's Like, There it goes.
0: The Ottomans are. are winning, followed by Netherlands, Mexico, sad. and then Siam.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. Ottomans would be an interesting one. I'd be interested it would to be. see modern land trees
0: and stuff. Yeah, I,
2: think, I think it's a pretty good spread of interesting picks to... Yeah
1: yeah and they, the Oriental crisis was a pretty big thing in yeah european politics please. you know dealing with it collapse or a step no, down i'm kind of interested level, in playing
0: siam when vicky 3 comes out like mm. what is their situation there i don't, I don't
1: know if i'm much about sam's to find it that interesting <laughs> <If I'm honest. laughs> maybe i should read around Siam a little bit and maybe i'll find something mm-hmm' I'm totally oh. playing like Japan first it's got the major heroes is just wild love it
0: well speaking of wild we do get to learn today from ck3 and the anatomy of a game from report to resolution yeah
1: this is more like how the sausages made <laughs> oh, <laughs>
3: so dev
1: gone off over BS. sorry about that <laughs> Um um,
0: it's just—it was just kind of interesting. So, if you've ever wondered how a bug that you report gets worked on this is what they do. The memes are nice. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm not yeah. too into. The, uh, <laughs> I'm not. But I'm
1: coding. not too fussed about it too. Actually, it's, it's just how the sausage is made. Um, that's all it is. Uh, I don't, yep. Don't care all that much. Sorry. do you, Lambert.
2: Um, I don't know.
0: You have opinion.
2: No opinion, really. No, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't really been following CK three for a while. Been waiting for yeah. something big and juicy to come along, and Royal Court really kind of just didn't.
1: Yeah, same. Quite same. do it for me. Same. I, feel, I was. I was like, well, see, fast about Royal
0: Court. I didn't like the, oh, I enjoyed I it. To... But I still, I'm, I'm looking for more, like the Byzantines yeah. being reworked, us getting Merchant Republics.
2: Yeah, yeah. The Byzantines being renamed to Roman.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I want Nomads or something. Add China before, sooner rather than later, maybe. Who knows?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we do have Avri obviously... saying in chat, um, if you are ever interested in how bug reports are acted on, read that dev diary. But that goes for any of the PDX games, not just CK3. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, but clearly, what happens is the bug report comes in, and then they print it out, and they put it in a shredder, and they all have this satanic little laugh in the middle of <laughs> uh you know, developer room no, place. No, no,
0: that's what EA does. <laughs> yeah. EA currently has a bug and has had it for about a couple weeks now in the Sims Four. Well, where when you go to save, you get error code zero, and you cannot save your game. You have to go and do make a new save file, a save as. Every my time. My
1: experience oh. with reporting bugs on Paradox Games is been, uh, you have a uh, bug that crashes the game, and if the crash reporter pops up, and when you type in what you happened to the crash, and the crash reporter crashes. That's
3: yeah. been, <laughs> that been my experience <laughs>
2: <laughs> my my experience with bugs in Paradox games, mostly I would say comes from Imperator, where I would just um, write Aheo a message on Discord, tell him what was up, and then it would be fixed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I kind of do something similar to that with CK3. <laughs> oh, I mean, hey,
3: hmm? yeah,
2: Bug reports are still useful. People should do it, even even if you know. Don't take our words of negativity towards bug reporting and crash reporter <laughs> crashing and all that. No, 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 you you should it. use it. It's still useful. Don't listen no, to no. us. Yeah, uh, don't do it, do it because somebody else will do it instead. Him.
1: So who cares? <laughs> Never report a bug because just make a, just assume somebody else has reported it. That's what Good. I always do.
0: And yeah, that if everyone
1: the, does that, then the world will be much better, obviously.
0: The one problem with that, though, is that if only one, por- one person reports a certain type of bug, then it can often be assumed that it's just that type of computer. Or their graphics card, or motherboard, or something. Their setup. Yeah. <laughs> though, I can't remember, there was some bug I posted on the forum, oh, back, I guess, in CK2. And a whole bunch of people replied with, "Oh my god, I came here to report this too, and you reported it already. Here's my save file." And it was just like this whole stream of, it. "It's like what?" Oh
1: man, no, I'm gonna, like I'm just gonna start playing paradox games on like really obscure operating system. <laughs> it's like, oh, I've got this bug. Like, I can't really. Oh man, this, the, the 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 leader portraits in, in, in CK three have gone all pixelated. It's like, okay, okay, what's the problem? It's like, I like give them like over DLs. Like, okay, I can't see the problem. Oh, by the way, I'm playing on like a BBC Micro or something. Or you're
0: not know. even playing with a graphics card; you're just using the one built into the motherboard. <laughs> yeah,
2: Intel integrated graphics. Yeah, because that's, oh, that's the uh, <laughs> legit way of doing it nowadays.
0: Get
1: <laughs> this! Broke my computer. Also, I poured milk all over my hard drive at the same time. <laughs> oh.
0: So I had
2: I had a <laughs> magnet in my back pocket, and I stood on I, I sat on my laptop. Um, yeah. and,
0: We also have Alfrey in chat pointing out even if a bug has been reported already on a previous version, please give us a save if you encounter an issue on the most recent patch. Um, It becomes difficult to fix a bug when the only save file (coughs) they have is from a previous version. Yeah,
1: that makes sense. That makes sense. No, I probably wouldn't report those. I'd be a lazy bastard like me.
0: We do have a special project here for Stellaris.
1: Yeah, now Solaris is, uh, yeah, obviously there.
0: I'm honestly excited for Overlord.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I'm looking forward to like a multiplayer game with it.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna um, hope they're going to do another of the big influencer games. You know, like what DJ or uh, I think Max the Catfish organized the last one. It probably yeah. will be. Mm-hmm. It's great fun. It's great fun playing, it's great fun watching, and I feel like having the vassals will create a lot of fun, but we do get the three types of specialist empires here in Overlord, which Mm -hmm. we just got to see their images before, and now we have the Bulwark, a bastion of defense that leaves basic resource acquisition to others. Mm -hmm. The Prospectorium excels at resource acquisition but has weaker research resource. Did I say research acquisition or research? I don't And the school area specializes in research but relies on their allies for military support. Which is kind of the guess I think I made last week, Lambert? Or Lambert Loras? Mm. Yeah, I, I like think so. We were looking at it, like, one's resource, one's research, and one's, like, defense protectorate or something is what I called it, but... Um, they have more cohesion... We get to see a little bit of that—the specialization tier one, tier two, tier three, where you get more stuff, more discounts. What are y'all thoughts? Negative
2: on this? fifty signs per month. Ouch.
0: Yeah, yeah but
1: I think this is under the assumption that um, you know your overlord will be sending research to you because you can do that now. You can, as part of an agreement, give someone re- your research points. Which is interesting, to say the least. Um, um, yeah.
0: But there's, it is nice there's the bonus of, yeah, you are making more resources, but your building mining stations is going down. Your cost of that. Yeah. Um, I do kind of wish it was something more than mining stations, like building farms was cheaper or something. Because... Let's say, at a certain point, you're not growing anymore. You're not building more mining stations. That still annoys me about playing a democratic nation in Solaris. When yeah, you especially
2: get... for a subject.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, but when you're... No, subjects can... Do you see the previous day virus Subjects can still grow.
2: Yep, no, nice yeah. I that, yep.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> but you're playing democratic, and the new president gets elected, and he says, we're going to build six new mining stations.
3: And, yeah, like, you things. realize oh, I, yeah, have a, right, mar-
0: I have a Fallen Empire on this side, I have the uh, Great Khan, or whatever, the, the Marauders, whatever, on the other side, and then on this side I've got my best buddy ally that I'm not going to be attacking. Um, I'm not growing anywhere. Where do you think we're going to be building these mining stations? In the hey, sun? The, what
2: you do then? <laughs> you delete some and you rebuild them?
0: That's just pure stupidity, though.
2: Yes. I mean, objectively, yes, but <laughs> it is literally your only option.
0: That is true. Mm. The Union Deposits perk. Oh, chance for resource discovery.
1: Yeah. Mm. So you have a chance to discover, like, um, you know with metals, whatever it and gas. If I, and then you build, build, a build a
2: mining gas station gas. on it. <laughs> 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 but
0: you only get this if you are a prospectorium, I'm assuming. Yes, yeah. But that is nice. So I guess you would do resource discovery on systems that you've already surveyed. Mm. Oh, that you just missed something, I would assume.
1: Uh, so we, we also got some... Um... New stuff with uh, uh, overlord buildings. Uh, god, how many buildings we were there? Like 50 odd, right?
0: Something, I something ridiculously large,
1: yeah, yeah. So we got some more. Um, so yeah, in there uh, now have Judge Dread on your lands, um, <laughs> Satellite campus. Uh,
0: Alfred said there's between 20 and 30 holdings last they checked. All right, so we've got the Overlord Garrison, which is a mostly beneficial holding, lowers mm-hmm. crime, which can be useful if you've got a uh, pirate nation near you. Uh, satellite Campus. Those are actually real life thing. So there that could actually help with your research if you are the prospectorium your overlord is doing that um then we have the recruitment office which is hiring troops naval capacity we have the experimental crater uh okay monthly loyalty change might one incoming colony ships may explode
1: yeah Uh, so that's (laughs) obviously for the uh (laughs) for that uh Um. um pretty cool
0: yeah i mean gives you some science uh, it off, not
1: particularly interesting yeah um sacrifice shrine obviously if you're a if you're a, uh, what's called a necrolord lord, uh, you mm-hmm. can you can also do to your subjects um and next one was the machine one uh, lith- lithoids yes,
0: you... i think is it a... no no uh oh yeah no it you're right robots yeah
1: yeah distributed and, processing uh, yeah, so this is what threw me when I read this, is um, I don't quite understand what mind thralls... Oh, sorry, I didn't read the description properly. The It actually provides research for your overlords, and it does nothing for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's, it's not a two-way thing, so that's why it's monthly got two minus two, I see. Okay, so you're an overlord research, yeah. Machine the overlord's
0: vampire. turning your people into guinea pigs.
1: Yeah, essentially.
0: Um we have an organic haven.
1: Yep, which uh, just uh, does be biotrophies for your uh, overlords, which is pretty mm-hmm. interesting.
0: And costs um, no upkeep for the subject. Yeah. So it's right, kind, it's kind of a neutral, like, more neutral one. It's it a feels.
1: crash. It's like the Ikea crash you get <laughs> into. Um, basically.
0: Mm-hmm. Now,
1: the thing that I'm mostly excited about. The, the origins. Yeah, and some really juicy ones, actually. Far more interesting than I thought.
0: Imperial Fiefdom, Teachers of the Shroud, Slingshot yeah. of the Stars, Subterranean, and Pro- Progenitor Hive. So what are you yeah. most excited about there, Loris?
1: Oh, gosh. Uh, so Teachers of the Shroud seems very interesting, because that's clearly something from a spiritualist you want gun from the Shroud, right? So i got to be focused around the unity quite a lot. Subterranean will be incredibly interesting, because... Um, you know, you get to encounter a subcontradient mm-hmm. empire, but you never get to have a basically a dwarf hold or whatever you want to have.
2: Also, awesome. kind of that'll come with some kind of uh, habitability buff, because who gives a shit what the surface yeah. looks like, whether it's cold or warm or whatever, because we all live underground.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: No, I agree. Um, and then, phew, gosh, launching ships from underground, stuff like that. Be interesting. Um, um,
0: and they did do a video on Imperial Fiefdom was done. Did they? Yes, they did.
1: Well, I didn't know I assume you start as a vassal of oh. a person, I assume. more powerful, powerful nation. It did just like... come out
0: yesterday. You can thank Day for me knowing about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I assume it, it's about it. Wasn't it Alfre that said it? Uh,
0: maybe. Oh yeah, no, Alfred said it there, but Day actually had shared it yesterday in my Discord. Uh-huh. In the Solaris chat.
1: So, um, do you
0: just start as a battle, okay. I assume? I would assume I have not. Look, I have not been able to watch it yet. It's actually three minutes, so
3: hold on. Define your experience. Looks like yes, he does, doesn't he? Almost in the spitting of it. Greetings, Solaris. I'll, I'll be, I'll I'm be watching you guys next. I heard you wanted to spice up your Imperial multidimensional right, yeah. life. The video, guys. Today, I'm collaborating <laughs> oh, yeah. with Paradox Interactive <laughs> to show you the first new origin that is being introduced with the Solaris' expansion, Overlord. In Stellaris, origins were originally introduced in the Federation's expansion and have become an integral part of how you define your experience. They represent the background of your species before it unified itself into an empire. You may have played as a clone army before or with the old old dragon Hraskar that needed constant dragon-loving worshipping. The Laris Overlord introduces multiple new origins. The first of many is the Imperial Thiefdom. Here you start your journey as the subject of an advanced AI empire and get the option to choose your vassal specialization at the start of the game. The goal is clear, become independent and overcome your fiefdom. The story goes, our first endeavor beyond our home planet was a painful one, subjugated by the whims of a foreign galactic power. Now we're looking towards a future in which we no longer have to live in the shadow of another empire. So to summarize after millennia alone on a planet we finally looked to the stars found life and well things took a bad turn of events we were far inferior to them so now we find ourselves vassalized to the whims of a foreign power right after starting the game you will need to choose one of three specializations bulwark Scholarium, and prospectorium They define your bonuses and trade-offs with your overlord. Bulwark is the military specialization. You start with the destroyer technology right away, as well as five destroyers. However, your overlord will subsidize your basic resource income, like energy, minerals and food. You also need to pay extra influence to expand. The goal is clear, build a fleet and expand while becoming a dominant military power. The Scholarium specialization focuses entirely on research. You start with an extra scientist and science ship in addition to a generous research output bonus and a plus one research option. You also gain a chance of finding research caches that grant additional technological bonuses. However, you will also get a fleet capacity penalty as well as a massive shipbuilding cost and upkeep increase prospectorium is the mineral and material specialization your overlord will grant you extra construction ships but will subsidize a massive chunk of your monthly research in addition your empire gains the ability to randomly discover energy and mineral deposits on planets within your border however they will also take a massive chunk of your basic and advanced resource production in order to guarantee your safety of course so to summarize, Imperial Fiefdom allows you to start as a subject and experiment with the process of rebelling against your Overlord. Playing as, for example, a machine species that rebels against their Maker is finally a valid option.
0: And there we have it. Basically, you're starting nice. as a vassal.
2: I think cool. you should let that video play on the autoplay for the next video because I, I think it's mine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's see.
2: What I think is the most exciting or interesting or um, something I'm looking forward to doing in Overlord is a multiplayer game mm-hmm. where there is four players, the Overlord, and three players one playing each of the different specializations. Oh. I think that would be dope as fuck. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Mm. It definitely proved interesting. And yes, I apologize, Krista. It started out much louder than us. I did turn the volume down, but mm. it was. Uh... No. <sighs> it seems
1: interesting. Uh, it seems interesting. Uh, I'd like to. I'd like to forward to hearing more about Teacher the Rags. Slingshot stars. I uh, have no idea what slingshot stars is.
0: No, oh, that... gosh.
1: I assume they launch ships at the space via trebuchet. <laughs> they
0: they have That's a space it. elevator, or whatever it's called. <laughs> Was it um... so
1: a literal space truck between two mountains? A really long, it's lasted about space.
0: And then we have the subterranean one, and then the progenitor hive. Yeah, but progenitor are
1: is
2: interesting. I are always pretty strong.
1: Yeah, they are, yeah.
0: You don't have any of that descent. Um, also usually week, huge populations. So, yeah, yeah, each week we'll crazy. get a video, it looks like.
1: Alright, cool. So, yeah, that would be interesting.
0: You do need dev replies. Woohoo! Sweet. Well, I think
1: I know. Oh, sorry, me and Lambert are going to talk about something that is of no interest. You know, I'm afraid <laughs> because a new patch came out. Oh, uh, uh, but
0: see, happened. I could just end the stream right here. Remember, I have the power because <laughs> someone slept l- late.
1: so Yeah. It's true, I nap, it, <laughs> it to be like an hour, like a three hour nap. Yeah.
0: If if anyone knows the reason we were a little late, well, part of the reason was uh, Loris was not awake.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went for that. It, it was a long enough expect it. This mm-hmm. is what happens when
2: you hit 30. I, I was totally here when the stream started.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were here before, then you disappeared, but then we got delayed also because the Rosebud needed attention for a moment from me. Yeah. Which allowed yeah. Anyway. Laura's time to come.
1: Uh, was... But we'll have a free uh, launch was a bit uh, hairy. Shite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it like... had
2: fewer players... Than Warhammer Two, yeah. multiple days in a row, yeah. it's pretty shocking. Like everyone goes on about Rome Two's launch being bad, and it was, it was god awful. Um, it's also worse than Warhammer Three's launch. Like it's not making that comparison be stupid. Uh, but yeah, I was gonna say it's it's, <laughs> it's. I don't think Rome Two was
1: as hyped, really, as Warhammer Three. No, I think it was. I think it was. I think. You know, people would so everyone loves Rome one, and you know some of those trailers. had yeah, Jeff Dyke did the music. Man, I've been watching Jeff Dunik. Yeah, oh, you yeah.
2: remember the Carthage trailer? Oh,
1: yeah, so good, so good. Over so the great. Alps, perhaps. <laughs> great, trailer. Um, <laughs> if you remember that. Complete bullshit, though. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah no, uh, the Warhammer three launch was
2: really rough. As a lot yeah, of people had great. a lot of performance issues. Which is, I mean, that sucks, obviously, but that I don't think that is what caused the massive drop off in the player base by like ninety percent or something crazy like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, it was basically people didn't like the Robocats. the enforced narrative story mm. of it, and whereas. With Warhammer Two, yes, you also did have that enforced narrative thing, and you know, the, until the Mortal Empires came out, that was all you had. But going back to Warhammer One didn't really make sense because you didn't have Mortal Empires for that either.
1: No, um, no, whereas
2: no. now, if you go back to Warhammer Two, you've got the Mortal
1: Empires. So I, mean, I think I think it's fair to say that, like, when people are playing, that's a really good point. Yeah, because I think when people are playing. And I I played Warhammer too. I'm sure I'm sure other people are in the, the same boat. I played it and was like, "Oh, this is nice." You get to play this like Skaven and all my favorite things or whatever in else. But I'm not really interested in this Vortex campaign business. I yeah. want to have War Empires, and I'll happily play it because you know it's an option between going back to just Warhammer and playing, uh, you know, the Vortex. So I played the Vortex for a bit and then you know, waited for things on this like. You know, I'm not interested in Realm of Chaos. I'm very interested in what vampires is. Yep. Um, and on top of that, um, you know, Realm of Chaos is annoying. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's actually it's much worse than Vortex. Um, but and it's, no it, it can end your game early if
2: someone else wins the race. But there has been a, uh, a change to a now... One of the big things that was annoying was rifts popping up absolutely fucking everywhere yeah. and now it's just a tier 2 building and it'll stop any rift opening up in that entire province. Absolutely beautiful change. Yeah. Uh, you can now play wide without... You can you can basically play it as a normal total war game and go out conquering to your heart's content um, without worrying about oh, I have to bring my army back or I have to recruit a new hero to close this rift before I get all this bullshit going on. So that's really, really <laughs> helpful. Um... The fact that your uh, your legendary lord doesn't get these absolutely atrocious debuffs that you then have to fix by doing nothing like it's not an it's yeah. there's no agency involved in it you just had to sit still for multiple yeah. turns until the debuff went away, um, which is boring absolutely boring. Um, so that's been toned down a lot, and then uh, just some like miscellaneous changes like the. Um, the Demon Prince, the the build-your-own-badass Demon Prince, was absolutely shit. Like, stat-wise was complete garbage. He's got yeah. a huge buff. He's actually not garbage anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Slaneshi Chariots used to be absolutely shit, and now they're good again. Um, yeah, there's just lots of yeah. changes and buffs, and well, it's a good patch.
1: Also, the, units, the unit jankiness has apparently been improved, which was a big problem for me. Yeah. Um, Especially when it came to riding cavalry around, yeah, it just to like pivot around what you told it to do, which was quite annoying. I haven't played with the latest patch, so I don't know if it's actually been fixed. Um, and then I think the other one that a lot of people were complaining about, myself included, is if you're playing say Nurgle and you get to the realm of Nurgle, you no longer get debuff traits based around Nurgle, which felt yeah. wrong when you got it, and it's like, Me, of course, it took you out of the game. A lot, I thought. Um, so that's been removed, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, two returning Dominion battles. Uh, don't
2: give a shit about. Don't know if anyone. Dominion battles. Uh, was that domination mode?
1: Uh, yeah, domination. Sorry. I yeah, meant f- from the mode, they yeah. they were so
2: they are so shit. Have you ever have you ever done the uh, the Zinch domination I'm, battle? Never done them. Don't. Done it. Don't. It's it's fucking awful. It is by far the worst. Battle you will ever have in a total oh. war game.
1: No, not the not the realm of chaos, not the one to rounds. This is for multiplayer to demin- domination. Demi- oh, I've not dem- actually played that yet. No, I've not played it either. <laughs> Fair I <got> have no <laughs> I got absolutely no interest in it. Right? Do you like care about that? My... You want to play Warhammer with strangers? God. Yeah, Imagine.
2: you you play with your friends so you can trash talk them.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um... Somebody's getting sweaty. Especially
2: there. if you can style on them with Nakari.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you got some sass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, that's so, uh, that. We'll, we'll probably play I'll play it in a week. Anyway, what about you, But You're going to be playing
2: this Yeah, I'll, I'll play it sometime in the week for sure. Um, I need to get back into streaming more. I've had, um, problems with my health, and then I had my parents over, and then my parents. Well, my dad broke his leg while he was visiting. So... Oh, God. Yeah. Um, winter sucks in Finland, don't you know? Um, so we had... Uh, I've, I've just been super busy um, and unable to do much streaming, but hope to get back into it very, very soon. Um, and Warhammer will be on the cards. Sweet.
1: Cool. And Amber soon,
2: right? Yes, oh, tomorrow, back. a new... Wow. A new anbanar campaign starts using the new update that includes the the china like area um Hales into nice. the world so very much looking forward to that uh it should it should be fun. I spent many many hours making an introduction video to the new area um that, that i'm gonna put out probably tomorrow um and yeah. The my Ambernau videos have been doing pretty well recently, so pretty happy with that.
1: Mm. Yeah, very good. Well Thank you. Who are you playing? And are you? I mean, I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed. Oh, I am not allowed that can not Yeah,
2: it's a secret. It's, yeah, a secret. It's, a secret. <laughs> it's very much a secret. Um <laughs> Like, can't be doing pre-game diplomacy. Literally, nobody knows um, what they're playing, other than the mods uh, yeah. of of the thing. Um, And, yeah, so I I know who I'm playing, but no one else knows who they're playing.
0: (laughs) Sneaky, sneaky, Lambert. Oh,
2: exactly, yeah.
0: Well, I guess it tells us what you've been up to, Lambert, or is there anything else?
2: Uh, uh, D&D on Mondays. It's always fun.
0: What about you, Rose? What have you been up to? I've been playing a lot of Core Keeper, which is... Oh,
1: yeah, I, I picked that up, actually.
0: Yes, I saw that you had... Gave it a little thumbs up on Steam. Mm. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. It's basically, it's still early access, so there's there's still a lot of the the map where you can tell they're going to add biomes, but there's nothing there but an impenetrable wall. Mm. But there's definitely enough content for a good 40 to 60 hours of gameplay so far, at least, unless you really, really want to just, like, go all into building. It's sort of like Terraria and Minecraft in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love
1: yeah. the war. The war effects look gorgeous in that game, right?
0: Yeah, the water is really pretty, especially when you, when you get to a Azio's wilderness. The water is utterly gorgeous. Oh no, I can't be yet. Yeah, that you—you you won't be for a while. That's like the fourth and final buy on this in the game at the moment. <laughs> ah, okay, okay, cool. Um, that's where we are. And that's where the final uh, ore that's in the game at the moment—the Scarlet Ore—is found. So. It's a lot of fun, but what have you been up to, Loris?
1: Uh, I've mainly been DIY, uh, mainly. Uh, yeah, basically that. Um, <laughs> DIY, very exciting.
0: Hey, I <laughs> mean, drawing, it's
1: are programming, but Bring... not much. It's ninety percent DIY.
0: Sounds like a good plan, but mixing hey, up
1: cement. So <laughs> good, so fun. <laughs> I love cementing.
0: Okay, well, if you want to catch the podcast anywhere else, we are up <laughs> on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, YouTube, and then, of course, the VODs are saved here on Twitch. I highlight them as soon as the episode ends, and then uh, maybe if we put enough peer pressure and social pressure on Loris, he'll actually, like, edit this episode for I am SoundCloud? immune to
1: social and peer pressure unfortunately a <laughs> man has no shame um, <laughs> but I will try and do it because I want to do it and if you fuckers tell me to do it that's gonna make it less likely i to do I
0: mean we've also been waiting like a year for emotes for the Twitch channel too. <laughs>
1: yeah it's true yeah, yeah. I need to get it perfect,
0: perfect. <laughs> You don't need to make it perfect you Sat just make something and then yeah, you perfect it perfect. <laughs> later
1: Everything I make has to be my magnum opus. (laughs) That was not true
0: during the E4 lamp party.
1: No, it's definitely not true during the lamp party. Yeah, that's for sure.
0: Alrighty, well, thank you all so much for being here with us.
3: Alright, take care. It's been a pleasure. Bye-bye.